Let's go. Let's go is back. Here we go. Larry Fitzgerald, the great one, back with us. Hey, Larry, did you have a good Christmas? I had a great Christmas. It was fabulous. It's uh, nothing like seeing your kids excited for what Santa brings. And um, it was it was great to be able to see that happiness. It's just so pure. Um, still picking up wrap of paper from around the house now, though. But uh, it was a great it was a great time. What was best? I mean, what brought you the most joy and, and, and your family? Well, I mean, I, I, you know, this is a time to be with people you care about and you love and to be able to be around your children and, um, you know, have them healthy, you know, amidst everything that's going on around the world. And um, just to see the peer adulation that they share, you know, being able to be together and open up their, their Christmas gifts and be able to watch basketball and football. Um, you know, it was a great day. Be able to have a great meal. It was it was fantastic. And I hope you and Snake had a great time also. I did. Thanks for asking. So what do you turn to first now? You're a basketball owner and your sons are playing, yet you got your Cardinals going at it as well. So what are you watching? Or do you got both TVs up there? Well, I mean, I'm I'm keeping up with, with both. You know, I'm always watching, you know, the Cardinals. Uh, fortunately for us, you know, this weekend, you know, the Suns played earlier than the Cardinals. So I got a chance to watch both of them and uh, it wasn't a wasn't a great week in the in, in the city of Phoenix, um, you know, on Christmas Day. Uh, so you know, hopefully both teams can bounce back and uh, and get it rolling. Larry, what's going on with the Cardinals? They're in the playoffs, but nobody fears them anymore, and they're in a free fall. What's your assessment with what's gone on, and can it be turned around, or when this starts to snowball, it's out of control? Well, you look at you look at the course of a season, not just the Cardinals, but all around the league. There's there's ebbs and flows. They have not played well uh, over the last three weeks. That's that's obvious, um, you know. But losing, you know, the best five receiver in in, in the National Football League uh, to a knee, knee injury doesn't help your causes. Um, and it's, it, all, it all starts and finishes with execution, and you know they haven't been very consistent um, in terms of throwing and completing the ball of late. Um, they've gotten away from the running game. And I know they didn't have James Conner, uh, you know, who just came off a Pro Bowl nomination, but they, they have to get back to being a balanced team. And, you know, if they can't do that, it's going to be very tough sledding, especially when you start playing against really, really good teams in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, they're going to have a great challenge against the Dallas Cowboys, who came off a decisive victory against the Washington football team. Um, they're going to have a lot of work um, to prepare for. This is a really good team. They're playing against Dallas. They're clicking on all cylinders. Dak, you know, really had a breakout game. He wasn't playing great previous to that, um, but, you know, his performance was amazing against uh, against Washington, and they look like a team that's going to be very difficult to get out. So what's a hiccup and what's a problem? Did Tampa have a hiccup when they lost and got shut out by New Orleans? And did Arizona have a hiccup or is it a concern? Big difference here, and, and it seems like there are a lot of teams all across the land that have had hiccups. I mean, Green Bay had theirs week one. That doesn't seem to really matter now. Um, Dallas had a couple of them during the season. Doesn't really seem to make much difference now. Does it all matter when your hiccups come? It, it absolutely matters. You never want to be you know, stumbling into the playoffs. You always want to be going to the playoffs with positive momentum. And I would put a team very similar to the Cardinals, New England Patriots, who were playing fabulous football up to two weeks ago, have now lost two in a row. Um, they're going to be a playoff team, but, you know, it just it just doesn't give you good juju when you're going into the playoffs and you're not playing the kind of football that you want to be playing, that you know you have to play to have a sustained run um, in the tournament. And so um, there there is a huge difference. And, you know, I think those teams really have some some issues. They have some holes they have to plug. Um, and, you know, it, it definitely does matter to answer your question when those hiccups do come. So now we got this guy on uh, NBC with all the numbers, you know, the election's a year over. 
This guy comes on every week giving us the odds. The odds change by the half mm-hmm. uh, because somebody gets in and this game finishes. Um, we're not going to go through all of that, but who do you think in each conference will be the three wild card teams? Well, Jim, if you if you ask me, three teams in the NFC side, I will I will go with the Rams. I will I will go with the Eagles, and I will go with the Forty ers Well, you're putting the Rams in the wild card. Wow, that's bold of you. I, I think they, I think they're going I think they're going to catch them. I think the Cardinals <laughs> will catch them. Um, you know, they got to get their act together. And and as you know, I'm pulling for them. Who do you see coming out of the AFC? All right, Jim, on the, on the AFC side for the wild card, I'm going to go with the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts, and I'm going to go with. Uh, uh, the Chargers, I think, you know, the Chargers have to, they got to win two of the last games, but I, I like their chances. All right. So it's a mess because this will change 19 times. And are you going to change <laughs> your teams? Like you change your picks every week or are you going to stick with this? Jim, I never change my picks. No, once, once we make our picks, we got to stick with it. Trust me, with my record, the way it looks right now, I would definitely want to change some of those picks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to harass you about that a little later on, so I'll leave it alone right now, and we'll get to some of the other issues going on in the National Football League. Uh, You just picked the Chargers. What's going on there? I mean, how does Arizona lose to Detroit, and how do the Chargers go in and lay an egg like this to the Texans? Well, you take away away your two playmakers on offense. I mean, they, they didn't have Eckler, and they didn't have Williams. You know, these are guys who are very, very important to the success of their offense, you know, and the Texans play good. I mean, they, they, they put up a lot of points. They were able to play well defensively. Um, you know, so, I mean, it's, it's like any week in the national football league, Jim, if you don't play at your best and you give teams that are not as good as you on paper uh, opportunity and the confidence to play well, they, they will, and they'll beat you. You see it from time to time. It happens. But if you can't beat the Texans, how are you going to play in the playoffs? It, it, it's, it's fine to say you're losing your two best players. Okay. And I hate to use the example because there is no example like it, but Tampa Bay just cleaned up yesterday without 58% of their offense. Fournette was gone. Evans was gone. Godwin was go- is gone for the year. A lot of people on defense. Either you can win as a team and you fill the holes and the next man up, that old cliche, or you can't. And what I saw yesterday with the Chargers, I, I, it, was, it was almost beyond belief. And then the coach... Brandon Staley gets up and says, you know, I didn't coach good enough. Well, yeah, and you didn't coach good enough when you gave away that game a couple weeks ago that we talked about in Kansas City, and it's coming back to haunt you. You took points off the board because you want to teach us all that you're smarter than all of us, and you know more than all of us because none of us who watch football know anything, and you told us that after the game, and now you're fighting for your life. So why can one team perform without others and then you turn around and tell us Larry this other team well they're missing their people it's either one way or the other and one of those teams have Tom Brady on it (laughs) yeah but you'd Uh, love to have Justin Herbert who wouldn't yeah I'm saying I'm talking about in those situations where things are falling apart around you you know there's nobody that gives you more confidence or comfort than than Tom Brady somebody who's played in 10 Super Bowls and um, accomplished more than any player in the history of the game. Um, you know, they had Antonio Brown back yesterday. So they were playing against a team, the Carolina Panthers, who don't understand, you know, who's playing quarterback. The, the, the head coach is, is playing Houdini. He's telling us that, you know, his team is better than we can see. And I don't know other, any other way to be able to evaluate a game. I mean, so you're, you're talking about two completely different instances. Um, Justin Herbert's a second-year player. 
um, and does not have the same, you know, obviously experience that Tom has. And, you know, he relies heavily on the two players that were not on the field for him. So I, I can't really compare the two, you know, to be, to be honest with you, Jim. All right. You're talking about Houdini. Let's come back to that. David Copperfield. But first we got to <laughs> tell you about Mastro's next special occasion. Get over there to Mastro's. It's a culinary adventure, so experience the good life with the handcrafted cocktails, exceptional steaks, and the freshest seafood. Visit Mastro's.com for locations and reservations, and we wish a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Healthy New Year to all of the folks at the Landry's Corporation, Tillman Fertitta, our great partner and uh, NBA owner as well of the Houston Rockets, uh, a great friend to this program. And uh, Larry, you talked about Houdini, uh, Matt Rule. Carolina Panthers coach after the game yesterday uh, got up to the media and said, hey, look, uh, I'm sorry you can't see it, but we're really getting things in order here. Really? So what is it that he sees that none of the rest of us can? Jim, I was asking myself the same question when I when I heard the comment and I saw the, saw the conference. It's uh, It was baffling to me, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, watching that game in its entirety yesterday, I, I, I didn't see anything that he saw. Um, I saw a team that um, didn't compete um, at certain points of the game. I saw a team that, you know, just allowed Tampa to do essentially whatever they wanted to do on the offensive side of the ball. And so, you know, when I when I heard the comments after the game, it, it was literally was a, it was a head scratcher. So I was raised in pro sports by a coach, Chuck Daly. He was my best buddy. Just taught me the ropes and everything. So I have tremendous empathy and sympathy for what coaches go through. It's, it's just a hard life. And, you know, it's crisis management 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I've become close to a number of coaches in professional football throughout the years, as well as basketball. But why do these guys sometimes insist on saying stuff that they just know is ridiculous? And, and they're trying to like, who are they trying to fool when they do this? And why do they do it? You've been around so many of these guys. You see what goes on. Why? It's the old, it's the old bait, bait and switch, Jim. The old bait and switch. You know, you show, you show them over here, do something completely different. You know, when, when there's so much pressure and there's so much heat, you know, being placed on you, you know, you, there's, there's rumors of you being on the hot seat. You know, obviously you were a college coach and does what you did in college apply to, to coaching grown men, you know, that have opinions and say so's and who make more money than you. And, and you can't use the same, you know, strategy um, uh, with those type of guys. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a very difficult transition. And uh, I think he just ran out of things he could actually give the media or, or give the public as an excuse. And so he, he went with the David Copperfield excuse and just, you know, pull the rabbit out of his hat. And it's a tough time of year because there are a lot of guys who are going to lose their jobs, and we see it every year. These coaches have to know in most instances that these are two- and three-year jobs, that either they succeed and they get on with it and they go to the playoffs and they make something of it, or they're going to lose their job. And now you've got a guy in Chicago, Matt Nagy, who's – they've gone to the playoffs, correct? Yeah. And they trade up to get a quarterback, Correct. And by all accounts, he's sitting in a real tough position and may or may not lose his job, but the fans are chanting every game uh, that they want to see him fired. Uh, and that's, that's really unfortunate uh, that it goes on, not only in his stadium, but elsewhere. 
there's a human side to all of this too. So success a year or two ago or being on the right track doesn't necessarily mean you're going to keep your job. So um, it's really hard to be a coach in the National Football League or the NBA, isn't it? It is difficult, but it's what everybody wants. This is why you get into coaching to, to one day have the opportunity to be able to lead your own team and your own organization. So does it come with a lot of pressure and scrutiny and all the things that come with it? Absolutely. It also comes with a, you know, enormous contract and, and also gives you some security in terms of if you're not the head coach of the team you're at previously, you know, you're still going to have a job once you leave there. Um, so there's a lot of positives about being a head coach, but there's a lot of pressure um, in the bear situation. You know, yesterday, you know, I love the way they, they went out there and played. You know, Seattle, no matter what their record, is never an easy place to go get a victory in the snow. Um, it was a it was a great, you know, win for them. Some players made some great plays down the stretch for them with Nick Foles, you know, leading them. And, you know, if you look at, you know, what they've gone through throughout the course of this year, losing Khalil Mack, uh, losing Eddie Robinson, you know, really kind of, uh, you know, having Justin Fields go through his struggles, I, in my opinion, think that Coach Nagy should get at least one more opportunity next year um, to help Justin be able to continue to mature, um, surround him with some other weapons, try to lock up, you know, Allen Robinson long term because they have some talent. Um, you know, the only thing is, you know, they just can't beat the Packers. And no matter how much they improve, they got to fix that problem. But I think Coach Nagy should stay around. I agree with that. I'd like to see him stay, but I also believe this, that if he does go, he'll get another job in the NFL and it won't be very long down the road because uh, he's a terrific football mind. I believe that his best days are in front of him and that he will do well if he's given the proper opportunity. You know, it also leads to this question. Does ownership really know what to do? Uh, Al Davis used to say this best to me all the time. It's a vicious struggle to be number one. One team wins and the other 31 are looking for answers. So ownership is always looking for answers if they don't win the Super Bowl, but they don't necessarily know the right questions to ask or have the right amount of patience because you can't win overnight. And fan bases and everybody were so used to having everything instantaneously. Nobody has patience anymore to build what, what, what's required. I agree. I agree with that, Jim. Um, you know, you look around and you see the guys who are owners, first of all, these are very successful businessmen and women. They've accomplished, you know, great things in, in, in their day lives. You know, if it's in finance or wealth management, whatever that is, they're used to having success, 20% IRR year after year after year. That just doesn't apply in sports. It's very difficult to be able to duplicate that. Um, there's a human element involved, um, so many different factors in terms of injury and and draft status and all of the things um, that come into sports would make it so much fun. And that's why it's just not, it's, it's, there's no guarantee recipe. There's no um, here, take the blue pill, take the red pill. And you know, if you want to have success, it's just that easy. It doesn't work that way. And if you're able to find success, it's, it's, it's even more difficult because you, now your coaches are being poached. Teams are taking players hard to be able to resign your own free agents. Um, you know, so that's what makes sports so fabulous to watch because you know nobody knows who's going to win nobody knows who's going to have success nobody knows who's going to be able to stay healthy for the course of the season and that's why it makes it so difficult to be able to have that sustained success but you know one thing I do notice is um, you know the teams that do have sustained success have, have a lot of stability you know you look at the Patriots over the last 20 plus years um, you know the same head coach general manager same quarterback you know you look at Green Bay you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers they have continuity um, you know, at, at the key positions. And that's, that's something that definitely, you know, plays a huge factor in success long-term. Yeah, and there are a few others as well. The Saints uh, uh, come out and stand out as well. Yeah. 
Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald. We're here on Sirius XM. Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA. Well, we had a fight breakout last night on the bench, something that's uh, pretty rare in the National Football League. We'll talk about it when we return right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here. And with the NFL season underway, I am thrilled to announce that my podcast, The NFL Roadshow, will be dropping three times a week. On Mondays, we're going to recap the most interesting stories to come out of the NFL weekend. Wednesdays are going to be for a bit of a deeper discussion. And on Fridays, we're going to bring you the best of my SiriusXM fantasy show with the great Michael Fabiano, Fantasy Dirt. So please, subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, included with most subscriptions. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with the great Larry Fitzgerald. Let's Go is brought to you by Ring Alarm. It's true. Ring has an award-winning alarm with professional monitoring that you can install yourself in minutes. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on Ring Alarm today. That's ring.com forward slash let's go. Larry, uh, we had a fight breakout on the bench. Uh, Jonathan Allen and Darren Payne on the Washington football team. Uh, that's never a good sign. Of course, when you're getting beat, don't know what the score was at the time, maybe 35-7, to 7, tempers get short, but you can't resort to this. Uh, Allen threw the punch, Payne did the poking, now they have the aftermath. That ever happened when you were playing, and what, what do you make of that? Jim, first of all, you don't stand over a man and, and poke, poke him in the head. Like that's, I don't care where you are and, and what you say. That would have happened to me. I would have threw a punch too, Jim. You just don't do that. That's disrespectful in any in any stretch of the imagination. If that would have happened in the locker room and nobody was looking, he would have got punched. Um, that, that's inexcusable. You don't put your hands on a man's face like that. Them, them two have known each other for a very long time and, and should have known better. Um, you know, what happened last night was exactly what should have happened. And I, I don't think it'll carry over, but you don't you don't put your hands in a man's face like that. That's disrespectful. I think they have a future. Le'Veon Bell was contemplating fighting Jake Paul. I can see where Jake Paul is going to now put uh, perhaps uh, Allen and Payne on the next card. Uh, would you pay to see that? Hey, Jim, I, I don't know why these guys keep messing with Jake Paul, man. The dude could actually fight. I mean, what he did to Tyron Woodley, I mean, he turned him into a meme for life. Um, I, I don't know if there's the right number to go in there and get put to sleep like that. I, I think anybody should stay clear. He should maybe move into the professional ranks and, you know, really test his medal against some guys who are uh, paid to do this. Um, you know, these, these 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 guys are foolish for getting in the ring with him. So far, he's done very well. Uh, of course, Nate Robinson and, and Woodley, as you say, are not professional fighters, perhaps as he uh, moves up uh, and starts fighting actually people who fight for a living because it seems that that's what he's dedicated himself to. Uh, the results and the outcome are probably going to be uh, a little bit different with the competition, uh, not necessarily that he would lose, uh, but he will certainly see uh, a much different strategy in guys who actually uh, know how to fight. Also fighting for his life is John Harbaugh. They've been ravaged with injuries. Both of their quarterbacks didn't play uh, in the game, um, yet he gets upset uh, after the game uh, because Cincinnati, he feels, is still throwing the ball. Joe Burrow, 525 yards, uh, in the victory for the Bengals. And after the game, 
John Harbaugh is lecturing Zach Taylor at midfield while shaking his hand. What's wrong with this guy? Enough already. You know, it's something every week with him, too. He did this in week four to Vic Fangio, uh, the uh, Broncos head coach, and he's trying to procure a record that nobody even knows of keeping over 100 yards rushing per game. So he's jamming it down some other coach's throat. Now he's hypocritical all these weeks later because a team is playing hard to the end. I don't like it. Bothers me. Just be who you are. And when you were that way in week four, take your medicine in week 16. Yeah, I would agree with you in that assessment, Jim. I, I, I'm not a big fan at all of, of professional coaches or players complaining about people running the score up. This is not Pop Warner football. These are not eight, nine-year-old kids playing for the love of the, of the game. These are these are grown men who are paid a king's ransom to play a kid's game and coach a kid's game. Um, you know, if you cannot stop the team across from you, that is not the team's fault. Um, you know, this is like a seven on seven, you know, flag football game yesterday, the way they were able to move the ball so consistently um, and accurately. Joe Burrow put on a tremendous display against, you know, historically one of the better defenses in our league. And they didn't do a very good job of defending it. And um, I, I just don't like Coach Harbaugh complaining about, you know, not being able to stop a team, um, especially doing what he did against the Denver Broncos not not too long ago. So I, I just I don't I don't like when people complain about, you know, people running it too much or passing it too much, running up the score. It's not their job to, to pacify you and your needs. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I understand it either. I mean, you're already embarrassed by what went on. So why do you want to embarrass yourself further? Yeah. Just yeah. doesn't make much sense to me. And you got you got to wink also put a little gas on the fire, you know, talking about this. We're not going to anoint Joe Burrow with a, with a gold jacket. And, you know, you, you know, there's no reason to give anybody in, in this business any more ammunition um, than they need. You know, the, the implications are already huge playoffs, um, you know, home games, you know, all the things that come with it. Um, you know, the, the, the spoils of, of, of winning um, are, are huge and you don't want to give anybody any extra momentum. Do you find that generally guys who are in positions where they're criticized are thin-skinned, or do you find generally that most guys just ignore all of the noise that goes on outside? Well, I think it's become increasingly more difficult to be able to ignore, to ignore it. I mean, if you have a cell phone, it's, it's, it's readily available and, and always there, you know, through Twitter and Instagram and all the other publications that are so easily defined. You Google your name and everything that's said about you pops up. And so I think they're a little bit more thin skinned than they, than they used to be, but the information is, is, uh, is more and is more often it's on the radio, it's on the TV, it's on your phone. Um, it's, it's almost hard to, to ignore it, but you know, the people that are talked about are also the people that are congratulating and, and, and receive the most adulation because they're, they're the, they're the coaches that are winning and they're the players that are having the success. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword and, and you have to understand that as an, as an athlete and a coach. So when guys say they don't Google themselves, or they're not looking at it. Is that the public front? Is that the old okie dokie? They're doing it all the time and, and they're taking, taking people's temperature. They're like Kevin Durant, who is surfing this internet, looking for his name and then go pick some fight with Joey from Piscataway out of nowhere. No, I wouldn't say that, Jim, because I never looked at it when I, when I was playing. Uh, but, you know, your brother's looking at it, uh, your, your dad's looking at it, your kids are looking at it. So even if you're not really paying attention to it, the people that you love and, and are close to you are bringing it to your attention. Well, why do they say this about you? This is not true. Obviously, they don't know what they're talking about. So, you know, it sometimes gets to you secondhand. And, and so you're still getting it. Uh, it's not like you can completely ignore it. But, 
I tried to do everything I could to, to not bring it directly to myself because it really doesn't matter if somebody's telling you how great you are or, or how poor you're playing or what your team should be doing or what your team isn't doing. Um, you know, really just focus on the things that you can control. And that's your play. And that's leading your team um, to do better um, and, and play better and be consistent and do the things that are necessary to win ball games. You know, Gavin Maloof, our buddy, uh, used to own the Sacramento Kings with his brother, Joe Maloof. Uh, he said it best. They now uh, part owners, co-owners of the uh, Las Vegas Knights. He, he used to say to me all the time, and, and this fits exactly what you're telling me, don't worry about your enemies bringing you bad news. Your friends will do just fine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so there you have it. Families, friends, they all bring this stuff up. Let's Go is brought to you by... Findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. If you need an expert, they're the ones as an independent mortgage broker. You can find them at findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, equal housing lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald as we get ready for New Year's. Wow. Uh, what dates work for St. Andrews? <laughs> Jim, I'll take I'll take you over there, man. I'll take you over there. As I say, like have we talked about in the break, there's no reason to kick a dead horse, man. I I've struggled. My picks have not been up to par. I blame Snake for a lot of it. But uh, you know, I, I, I it's disappointing, Jim. It's disappointing. You're blaming Snake. That's like blaming the officials. That's like now you're sounding like some of these coaches after the game. Hey, I got what is I it that we don't see? Gotta, we, you are what your record is. That's what your no, coach told us. Jim, listen, I know when you're looking at the record, but what I'm doing is working, Jim. I'm telling you, you just don't see it yet, Jim. You just got to let it go. We got two weeks to go. <laughs> so filling in for Larry, Matt Rule. So, Matt, what are your picks this week? Snake, tell us what they are. As he's five games behind, five games behind, and unfortunately he only has two more weeks to catch up. We have two more weeks of the regular season, then we have the playoffs. So first up, we have Cardinals. Oh no 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 no! The Pro Bowl is selected. Oh no 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 no! The Pro Bowlers are selected, and the MVP is selected based on regular season. We're not going into the playoffs with this. Playoff records don't matter. This isn't Allen Iverson playoff stuff. This is a regular season award. So I'm getting ready with my bags, my passport, my vaccine, whatever you need to go. I tried, Larry. I know. I appreciate it. First pick of the week, we have Cardinals at Cowboys. Dallas favored by two and a half. Oh, Jim, this is tough, man. The Cowboys are playing so good, and the Cardinals are playing poorly, man. I like my my heart wants the Cardinals to go in and and perform, but uh, you know it's. It just doesn't doesn't look good right now, and I'm in desperation mode right hey, now. Hey, I'm I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you because that's unfair of Snake. That's unfair of Snake. Snake is gonna make him pick against his heart, and that's you know just what, the kind Jim, of guy I'm that going, we have. I'm that's going, why I'm that going, man's a snake. Yeah, Jim, I'm going with the Cardinals, man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm riding with my guys, man. I think they're gonna they're gonna go to Dallas and and you know pull off the upset. I'm not I'm sticking with my guns. I gotta I gotta go with my guys. It's a good thing I interrupted you because you were about ready to. Utter the word Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Well, I'm going with the Cowboys, so I'm going to have a six-game lead. <laughs> I guess when you lose, it doesn't matter how much you lose by. Uh, next game, Kansas City at Cincinnati. KC favored by four and a half. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I just think they're playing great football, and 
uh, I think they're pretty unstoppable uh, the way they've been playing. So uh, I like what Cincinnati has done. Uh, I think that Cincinnati is formidable, and it's going to be a good game, but I'll I'll pick the Chiefs. Jim, I have to go with Cincinnati because um, I need to catch you. <laughs> That'll be a seven-game lead. All right, next game we have Miami controlling their own destiny right now at Tennessee. Tennessee's favored by three and a half. I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. They've been playing really, really good football. And, uh, you know, if they can keep up the way they've been playing, you know, I think they have a good chance of uh, potentially making the playoffs. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Tennessee confuses me. I'm going to go with the team that's won all of them in a row. Of course, we don't have the benefit of knowing what happens tonight. Once again, Snake is unfair, putting us in a position of not knowing who will be on the field next weekend. But I'll go with Miami as well. I just like the way they're playing right now. Rams at Ravens, L.A. favored by three and a half. I'm going with the Rams. Ravens have to win, but they just haven't looked good, and and they've been ravaged by injuries. And Tom Brady tells us all the time, if you're explaining, you're losing. And it just seems to me that we've gotten an awful lot of explanations lately out of the Ravens. So, And they've been losing. So I'm going to go against the Ravens in uh, that pick. Yeah, I would, I would agree with Jim. You know, the Ravens are decimated offensively, defensively, just have not played well. Um, some some poor game management as well. And the Rams have, have looked good, even though Stafford threw three picks against the Vikings. You know, they, they still have a really, really tough defense. And offensively, Cooper Cup is, um, you know, playing out of this world. All right, last game we have this week, Cleveland at Pittsburgh. What could be Big Ben's last home game at Heinz? I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're going to rally, too. And Baker Mayfield throwing interceptions all the time and uh, taking the blame for his loss, which was honest and admirable, but also very true. Uh, So I'll go with Pittsburgh. And do you think Ben's going to come back, Larry, or do you think this is it uh, with the Steelers? Uh, You know what, John? I think think he's going to take some time and and kind of figure it out. But if I were to have to give you an answer right now, I would say I, I would I would assume he he would retire. But you know he loves to compete. He loves the city of Pittsburgh, and um, obviously he loves that organization. He's he's done an amazing job over 18 years, true Hall of Famer, and um, you know that's that's just my take on it. I don't know. I haven't spoken to him. Those are our picks. I'm guaranteed to be in the lead, and I'm just going to freeze you out as we head into the final week of the season. Oh my goodness, I love St. Andrews. Last time I was there was with my dad for his 80th birthday with the great uh, Herb Kohler. Uh, who has the hotel there right on the uh, 17th hole, uh, the inn at St. Andrews. So we'll call Mr. Kohler again. I'll give you his number. I have I have his number already. All right. I like that room that faces right out there looking to Hamilton Hall. You can just see that beautiful first hole and, and, and the 18th hole and 17. So uh, it could could be a busy summer, so you might want to might get in touch with him soon, Larry. <laughs> I'll put in the call. I'll put in the call. We have two weeks to go, though. Let's let's just let's just hold our horses. All right, let's go. Is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey, play your favorite online slots or table games like blackjack, roulette, and so much more with over seven hundred games to choose from. Only at GoldenNuggetCasino.com. As we get ready for New Year's, grateful to have Larry Fitzgerald with us throughout 2021. It was our 15th season together. We're going to continue all the way through Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles. Uh, Larry, do you have any New Year's resolutions as you get uh, ready to uh, celebrate uh, 
2022? I would say losing a few pounds seems a bit daunting. Um, you know, I just so just try not to go bald. You know, I mean, you complain about it all the time, Jim. And, you know, I, de- I definitely want to keep my hair for as long as I possibly can. Because, you know, I see you combing it before the show every day. And I, I always wonder, like, what are you combing? You know, it, just, it baffles me. <laughs> well, so you got you, you figured out how to have a resolution and a cheap shot all in one. <laughs> I miss my hair. I'm, I'm, I'm resolved to growing it back. <laughs> Come on clean. That's what Charles Barkley says, Larry. Come on clean. You're going to be well on your way. You're going to join us at some point. Then you'll regret this. I'm going to hold on to it, John. Don't worry about me. I got I got this. Any plans for the new year? Any big celebrations? Uh, no, I just I just watched the ball drop like I always do. You know, it's kind of a tradition. I remember as, when I was a child, my parents um, would have to stay up until midnight New York time and, and watch the ball drop. You know, I know it hasn't been the same over the last few years with, you know, the pandemic, but it's always a time that I look back on as a child and uh, reflect and have very fond memories of spending that time with my folks. Larry, appreciate your time. Happy New Year. And we will talk to you next Monday night. Thank you, Jim. You guys have a great New Year as well. I look forward to seeing you next week. That's Larry Fitzgerald and a happy new year to our great producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. Did a terrific job for us in 2021. He'll be back with us again next year. And to our production assistant, Harris Fabishoff. Happy new year, Harris. Our gratitude goes out to everyone here at SiriusXM, including Steve Cohen, Matt Amantorp, Bill Russell, and everyone who helps us put this show together. We are extremely appreciative. Our sponsors, we're grateful to them. Mastro's USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. I'm Jim Gray, and we will talk to you again next week right here on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.